Matt Stepp, we are, at this point, halfway through the regular season of Texas high school football. Does that make you happy that the playoffs are around the corner or sad staring into the offseason abyss? Can I say sad happy? Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your homies at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. You are our number one favorite readers of TexasFootball.com. We appreciate it. Uh, this is your week six preview edition of Tep and Step. We are on the backside of the regular season now. Yes, we are. Uh, we are there. It is. It is all happening now. But we will. Uh, we will get into it. We've, there's a lot to uh, lot to unpack. A lot to uh, lot to get going. It's a big bye week, but it's a the slate of games this coming week is really really good. It it's is a quality slate for uh, week six that has thirty percent of the teams in the state off. Yeah, and it's a really it's an excellent week. It's actually we'll get to it. It's a week of bangers. Yes. It's a super good week. It's unusual for this week because, like I said, thirty percent of the teams are on bye. Typically, it means it's going to be a a light week of, of games, but we had no trouble finding lots of lots no. Of games. It is a lot of really, really good games, and we'll get into that in our week six preview. We'll also do a little bit of a recap on week five. But first, Matthew, we must start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Our Texas high school football fun fact of the week: Matt Step, which team is currently riding? The streak of most consecutive non-losing seasons. So, winning seasons, but also 500 seasons would count. Which program is riding the longest streak active of consecutive non-losing seasons? Is it Judson? It is not Judson. In fact, Judson does not have more than 20 in a row. Uh, the, the leader, I will tell you, the leader... Hmm. Has thirty-five consecutive non-losing seasons. Is it Refurio? It's not Refurio. Although you're closer in kind of, I guess. Oh, Cal Allen. No. No. Okay. Uh, three strikes. I'm out. I was very Region Four heavy there. West Orange Stark. Okay. West Orange Stark has had thirty-five consecutive non-losing seasons. The reason I bring it up is that they have thirty-five. Uh, very impressive. The all-time streak, by the way, is Plano. From 1959 to 1997 consecutive non-losing seasons. They had such a run back then. That was a run. But the reason I bring it up is because, and I think they'll be okay. In fact, I'm sure they'll be okay. But second place on that list, at 34 consecutive non-losing seasons, Houston Lamar. Okay. They got 34. They're 0-3. They're own. Mm. Are they own three? They had a game canceled. They had a game canceled. They're own yeah. three, and they've had a bye. They're probably going to be okay. Yeah, I bet they run. I bet they go six and zero in district. I bet they go six and zero, and I bet they get another yeah. at least non losing season because yeah. basically at this point they got to win five, five games. Out of six. Yeah. They got to win five games. Mm. But it's not guaranteed. No, no, not I, guaranteed. And that game that got canceled may have helped because I think if they had played, I mean, they had played Hutto, they might have. They might be zero right. and four. Well, and the problem is the problem for them. They can't score. 
Yeah. They, their offense is really, really in a rut right now. So, uh, anyway, there's your Texas High School Ball Fun Fact of the Week. West Orange Stark, confident saying they will have another non-losing season this year. Boy, you're going out on a limb. Uh, it's tough out here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's why you come to this podcast, mm-hmm. for courage. Yes. For courage. All right, let's get into, very quickly, our Week 5 recap. Um, and there were... Uh, a handful of games that I would qualify as surprises as far as results are concerned, but I wasn't necessarily blown away by any sort of individual results as much as I was by the style in which some of these games went down and the dominance we saw from a handful of teams that I think oh, yeah. thrust themselves right into that statewide conversation if they weren't already there. For sure. I mean, Longview and uh, Stratford, yes. you know, go 6A to 2A, yeah. um, running the gamut there. Super, super dominant, super impressive. Um, I really thought the Shadow Creek's win over Angleton was absolutely unbelievable, just the dominance that the Sharks had. That's a really good Angleton team. It's a really... Really good Angleton team, and specifically a really good Angleton defense. If you want to say, hey, you know what, Angleton's a team that's not built to play from behind, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. They're a team that, that they've got to play from ahead, they've got to uh, get a lead and then hold you at arm's length. I would buy that. But the defense is what holds them in games, and Shadow Creek came out and just flat out blew them away. Yeah, on the road, too. That's a tough place to play at Angleton and Shadow Creek. Um more than took care of business. I thought AM consolidated second half over Huntsville, Hunts outscoring them twenty four to nothing. That's a big statement, and I think consolidated has thrust themselves in as as them and Manville as the two favorites right now in Region Three. Yet it's weird to not mention Fort Bend Marshall. Aside from the close loss to to Manville, they've been dominant as well. Yeah. But they're not even getting talked about as much right now, and they're still they got leapfrogged in the rankings. Yeah, they're still super super dangerous as well. Um, Gilmer's big win over Newton um, was was impressive. Yeah, I it is. That. I called that. I know you did. Much. I know you did. Yeah, what's it, up? I, that was impressive to me. Um, I think it is worth remembering. It's a three A division two against a four A division two. Yeah, on the road. On the road. Long road trip too. Um, so I'm not worried about. It. In fact, computer still has Newton number one, yeah. and. I buy that. I think that I think that's fair. I think if you still want to stay there, number one, that's fine. Now, Canadian went out and took care that of business. That was a really impressive win for Canadian. Yeah. Grapevine Faith is a good private school. Yes. Very good private school team. And Canadian came out and, and did a great job. Yes. That's a big win. And uh, staying out west, um, I've kind of been on the Abilene Cooper bandwagon for a couple of weeks. And, mm-hmm. and they, I saw they cracked into the rankings this week. And uh, well-deserved. That was a dominant win over Lubbock Monterey. And they have a chance with Lubbock Coronado this week to, I mean, take a huge step towards uh, – you know, clinching a district title early on. Yes, those two being two and zero wins over the two Lubbock schools is huge. Yeah, at that point, it would be theirs. Definitely Down, theirs to downhill lose. Downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely theirs to lose mm-hmm. at that point. Um, yeah, it, you know, I, I, I would say that that it was the the way in which they did that. You know, we talked about Longview's win over Rockwall and just the 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 defense. The defense that's just super impressive yeah. to to hold Rockwell out of it. Out of, I know Jackson Smith was a little banged up in that game, but yeah, and and that's fair to to say that. But I thought I thought what Longview's defense did to Rockwell's they, they, Rockwall's quarterback uh, finally looked like a sophomore. Yes, yeah. Uh, the other thing, 
I think one of those games that I think flies a little bit under the radar, I think because it's 3A, and I think because um, we thought that both teams were pretty good, although I would definitely characterize this as an upset, was what Troy did to Cameron Young. How about Pilot Point over Brock? How about Pilot Point over I'm going to see Pilot Point next week. I'm excited about that. I so. texted my buddy who is a, uh, who's probably listening, uh, who is a, an assistant at Gunner, and I said, hey, by the way, your Pilot Point win just aged extremely well. Yes. Because yeah. that is, I mean... It's a big win for Pilot Point. It, well, and by the way, all that does to me is feel even better about wall like because wall i think it sets up brock and wall around earlier this year potentially yeah um and that is you know to me that that wall has to be now the favorite out of that region oh for sure out of region one can we talk about before we get to week six can we talk about the weirdest game in texas yes football last week um, you, you you literally <laughs> I had called me yes, about this. I had to. My phone, I'm sitting there working on like uh, Team of the Week or something like that. And my phone rings. On Sunday at like on Sunday, 6 o'clock? Yeah, Sunday afternoon. I'm just sitting there. I think I'm watching football. Sitting, so, there, sitting, there, sitting there with Hank. It's a weird time for me to call. My phone rings and I go, something's wrong. Like Matt's calling. And so then I pick up the phone and you and you decide to, to start this conversation with, would you like to hear about the weirdest high school football game of 2019 so far? And then you were very, very relieved. I, like, I could hear the relief in your voice. Okay. That's better. Yes. <laughs> Steph's not dead. Yeah. Um, and yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> Fabens played, is it, I think it's Cobre, New Mexico. Okay. I, I, I don't know where Cobre is located in uh, New Mexico. Let's Tepper, see. Tepper's looking that up right now. Uh, Fabens, for those of you who don't know, is a little bit east of El Paso, home of Cattleman's Steakhouse, by the way, which is glorious. Um, Cobre, boy, Cobre's kind of, that's on I like heard, the west side of western New Mexico, yeah. It's like near Silver City. Oh, wow, okay. It's, it is like south of Gila National it's Forest. Near Arizona, it's close to Arizona. It is closer to Arizona than it is El Paso. Let's put it that way. And uh, the, the the score at the end of regulation was... Zero to zero. Okay. We've Scoreless. Seen, we've seen that before. So then the game decides to go five overtimes, and all of a sudden, the scoring starts. And Fabens finds a way to win 25 to 19 in five overtimes. And I was wondering if the uh, new rules would have taken place. They would have taken place in this game. So is it four overtimes now, the NCAA rule? I believe that's correct. So now Starting I, don't think, the fourth I, overtime. I don't think this had to happen because uh, Fabens scored and Cobra didn't. But yeah, five overtimes, Fabens with the... So I called Jake Belshi at Fabens, and I was like, is this accurate? And he was like, yeah. I said, I said, how are you feeling? He goes, I'm glad we won. So he was... He was a little bit relieved they won that game. So. Yeah, that is uh, that is one of the wildest games yep. I've I've seen because we've I mean we've had games that are man, Cobra is way out there. Like I look at that. I'm going to turn my computer over to you. That is where Cobra is. Oh yeah, that's 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 definitely Western New Mexico, that's Arizona, yeah. basically. Yeah. My goodness. Anyway, um, we've had games be scoreless going into going to overtime. They usually end up seven nothing, fourteen seven, fourteen ten three, exactly something like that. Uh, but in any case. That is... Uh, congrats to Fabens. Congrats to Fabens who get to win. Um, yeah, it was... Jeez. Yeah, I was... I was. I gotta tell you, of all the reasons for you to call me on the Sunday afternoon, that's among the best. Yeah, weird football is yes. always good. All right, it's time for our draft. The Week 6 Texas High School Football Game Draft here on Tep and Step. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Here's how it works. We go back and forth, selecting games that we are most interested in. Once they are selected, they are off the board. We go five rounds, and then we finish it all out with a hipster game of the week, which oh, is a yeah. game that's a little bit off the beaten path. We did the coin t- toss beforehand. Matt step one, the coin toss. He gets right. the first. He gets the first draft in a very deep week. Yeah, especially in Houston. This could be a Houston heavy episode. This it week. could be a Houston heavy episode. Although there are, 
trying to think if there's a region there's not a big game. El Paso. I mean, basically yeah. all of El Paso's off. Yeah, the only district I think is playing is five one five A one or two five A D two. The only the only El Paso game that I think is like actually all due respect to our buddies out there. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. Andrew, Andrews and Burgess yeah, is a good game. A solid district it's a game. Really yeah. solid game. Other than that, though, it's kind of a weak night. Yeah. Weak because everyone. Uh, most of El Paso's off. Most of San Antonio's off, and the bigger schools this week. So it's there's a lot of buys. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna start in Houston, where where I think the best group of games is, and I'm gonna go Thursday night Legacy Stadium. Four and O Katie opening district play against five and O Katie Tompkins, who is one and O in district play. They opened up district play. Uh, last week, while Katie had the uh, the first week by in the seven team district, um, great Thursday night game. Wouldn't surprise me if there's a live stream for this game. Um, I bet Texas Live will have it. Yeah, I bet. Texan in fact, I almost certain they will. Yeah. So <clears throat> huge game here, and this is kind of what every year Katie has one challenger from Katie ISD rise up. Yeah. And kind of be the team that oh is this the team to dethrone Katie? And every year. Most years it's Cinco Ranch. It's been Cinco Ranch in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every year, Katie has destroyed Cinco Ranch. I've been to three Katie Cinco Ranch games. And every all year, three of them, they're over with in the first quarter. And every year you've walked in, be, uh, people have walked in and been like, oh, maybe this, this is the year. No. And it, all, it's 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> and it never is. Katie, for whatever reason, in these big intra Katie ISD games, Katie rises to a different level. It's like they're defending their crown and they know it and they don't want anyone to even come close to taking it. So not only do they win, but they win in dominant fashion. Well now it's Katie, Tompkins. by the way, um this is this was through twenty eighteen. Um Katie came coming in they've won a district game, right? They opened last or did they open last week? No, Katie was off last week. They they uh This they, is a district opener for them? For Katie, but okay. Tompkins opened last week. Katie has won sixty seven straight yeah. district games. Second longest probably the second longest streak behind the lead up. That's exactly right. Um you know, Tompkins, they're they're talented. You know, Jalen Milrow, the Texas committed quarterback, R. J. Smith, the running back. This is a team that went to the third round of the playoffs last year, broke through. They have a lot of talent back. And they've been dominant. They haven't really been tested last week. It was 63-27 over seven lakes and really it wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven Lakes scored 21 points in the fourth quarter when the game was already in hand. Um, the thing is, Katie's defense that they that if they feast on teams that that have one or two playmakers, it, it's it's like they take it personally. It's like they're like the Patriots of Texas high school football in a lot of ways. In Gary so many Joseph, ways. yeah, and Gary Joseph kind of reminds me a little bit of Bill Telichek. Actually, there's a lot of comparisons yeah. there. Uh, and Katie, Katie will take away what you do best and make you beat them with something else. So Milrow. You know that they're gonna they're gonna be focused on taking Milrow away. Yes, and somebody else from Tompkins is gonna have to rise up and carry the load and beat them. And I just don't know if if, if the pat I think the pat I think they're gonna they're gonna focus on Milrow and not let him beat him with his legs. They're gonna make Milrow throw the ball and beat beat them. Yeah, and with the offense, you know Ronald Hoff at running back, Bronson McClellan at quarterback, Jordan Patrick. They've got kind of that triplets thing going on offense, and it's Katie's much more dynamic offensively. Than they were last year, and it makes them that much more dangerous. Yeah, and and the thing is that Katie, obviously, their resume at this point speaks for itself. Where they have they're three and zero, right? With wins over over North Shore, North Shore, Atascosita, and then a team from Mexico. And Clear Springs. Oh, Clear Springs, and a nice Mexico. win too. So four, yeah. so they're four and zero. Yeah, with a team uh, with a game over uh, a loss to, or and then they beat the team from Mexico. Yeah, um, this is a really interesting matchup because. If you are Katie Tompkins, I think you come into this game thinking like maybe we can beat like maybe 
it's just time for like the the problem was that Katie kept seeing Cinco Ranch. Like mm-hmm. like you just you've convinced maybe I think if you're in that room and you're Coach McVeigh, you're talking to your kids and you're saying, hey. We're not Cinco Ranch. We're different. Like yeah. we, we can be different, and we can be the ones. Yeah, I think it got to the point where Katie was just in Cinco Ranch's head. Oh, they, yeah. they're in the head of a lot of teams. Yes. Katie. There was one year Seven Lakes pushed Katie. Seven Lakes had a really good team under Lydell Wilson, and they pushed them. And the game actually it was like seven seven on a Friday night, and then a lightning storm hit and knocked the power out. They finished on Saturday, and I want to say Katie won like like twenty one to ten or yeah. something. It's the only time I can remember Katie being pushed by a Katie ISD team. So. Um, this is Tompkins' shot. I, I, this is not a. Do they have the juice game? I no. think Tompkins has the juice, but I don't know if Tompkins is elite. Yeah, Tompkins is very good, but this is a chance to show if they're elite or not. Yeah, I, I think that that's fair, and and so I'm. We, I'm, know, we know Katie's elite. Oh, not, oh, yeah. not breaking any news there, right? Uh, I think that's. I think that's fair. So that's uh, that's an excellent pick for Ka- great Thursday night uh, game. Computer, by the way. This is through no fault of Katie, or uh, this is through no fault of of Tompkins. The computer has Katie. Would you care to guess? Twenty-four, thirty. Wow. They have Katie by thirty in this. It game. just shows you. Ha- wh- 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 and by the way, Katie. And, and that's the thing, is that they have Tompkins. The computer has Tompkins ranked 29th in the state. Good for yeah. for a program that you know is still in its infancy and stuff like that. They've got them 29th the program. I'd say in the in the human rankings, they were probably. They're 20, 26th. They're, they're right outside of yeah, it. Yeah, 26, 27. Yeah. Uh, here's a – I'll just throw this out there. If Katie – if Tompkins beats Katie, we'll pull him in the top 10, right? You almost have to. I mean, at that you point – leap, leap him into the top 10, yeah. If, if they beat Katie, I mean, yeah. They're 6-0. They're 6-0, and, they're six and, oh and, and at that point – And they have a win, and then, you know, by <sighs> proxy, they have a win over North Shore and Atascacita. Yeah. They beat the team that beat North Shore and Atascacita, so – all yeah. right, that's a, chance, it's a great chance for Tompkins, and, and I'm super excited. This is a Thursday night game because a lot of people will be able to keep an eye on this game. because yeah. there's not that many games. Probably end up, well, I don't know. I might go to the Star. Star. Our, Ishmael's trying to talk me into going to the Star. Okay, we'll, we'll talk gotta, about that. Yeah, yeah, but I got. Yeah, but I got to see if I can. Anyway, we'll end you can go to the right. Star and stream the game during in the press box. Now you're now you're thinking with your galaxy brain. Yeah. All right, my first pick is I think. I don't know. I, it's too good of a week to say that this is very clearly the best game in the state. Like it's just it's it's too good of a week. There's too many good games. Mm. But we have a team that is the number one team in their classification, taking on a team that is the number two team in their classification. Oh yeah. And it's awesome. Carthage and Pleasant Grove. And it hasn't gotten enough run just yet. I haven't no. seen as. But I think it's because both fan bases aren't super engaged on Twitter. That's part um, of it. Like, they're more engaged on Smokey.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's not to say they're not engaged. Yeah, they're just, they're engaged, just engaged in different ways. Yeah. Um, it's Carthage and Pleasant Grove. It's at Pleasant Grove. And is it possible? This is weird. But is it possible that Carthage is flying under the radar? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's because uh, Argyle's been yeah so good early on. Now Argyle had I mean, a couple of dodgy moments last week against Liberty Ilo, but yeah. And by the way, now we have um, we do have a because Carthage already played Liberty Ilo yeah. and they beat them forty nine seven. Yeah. So, and by the way, so Carthage has beaten Jacksonville forty eight nothing. Okay, that was a great opener of the of the Tomato Bowl, or whatever. Hmm. Liberty Ilo beat them by forty two. Marshall, a five A team, mm-hmm. beat them by thirty two, and then they played Gilmer and they beat them by nine. 
and a game that ha- and a win that has aged extremely well. Mm-hmm. That is a very good win for Gilmore. They've had the they've had the week off, and this is this is a team that if you're I think if you're looking for those individual superstars on offense, both teams have the week off. Actually, it's yeah, both teams. Yeah, um, I think I think you're kind of missing the point about Carthage this year. I don't think they are as superstar heavy as, as no, they, they have I, been. Know, Kai Horton, Calvante, uh, Dixon, both good players. Um, this isn't this isn't a Keontae Ingram team. No, this is this, this is a Carthage team that I think is best up front on both yes. sides of the ball. They are very good up front. And that's why this matchup is so fascinating because that's where Pleasant Grove, as much as we talk about Ben Harmon and Bruce Garrett and the Pleasant Grove skill players, they're best up front on the defensive and offensive yes, lines as well. That is it. This is strength on strength yeah. in its in its purest form because where PG wins is up front, yeah. um, and especially on the defensive end. Uh, when you're talking about uh, Marcus Burris, Landon you're talking Jackson. about Landon Jackson, two two high end power five recruits. Those are four star kids. Those yeah. are four star defensive ends on a four A division two yeah. team, and. I think that this is one of I think this I actually think this game has a chance to be pretty low scoring. I think this it would not surprise it was low me, scoring last year. It would not surprise me if this game's in the twenties because yeah. both these teams I think want to they they both want to establish the ball and the, uh, establish the running game. Now that's not to say Kai Horton can't throw the ball. Kai Horton's been really good. It's obviously Ben Harmon can throw the ball as well out of the wing tee. But I think that this game has a chance to be low scoring. Mm-hmm. I am extremely interested to see who throws the who lands the first punch. Yeah, I th- because I think both of these teams are used to playing from ahead. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's, that's what's going to that's what's going to be really interesting. Is someone? Here's a spoiler. Someone's going to fall behind in this game. Yeah. at some point. Well, you're full of hot takes. Today, really, a lot of, a lot of takes here. Got these yeah. takes. Um, they're going to fall behind at some point, and it really I, I would need to look at it. I don't know this for a fact. It may be the first time that either of these teams trail all year. I'm trying to get Pleasant Grove trailed at all against Paris in the opener. That, that would be the only time. Or maybe did Carthage trail against Gilmer at all? I don't think they did. No, they, they kind of led wire to wire against Gilmer. Right. Pleasant Grove may have trailed or at least been tied. But my question, yeah. Late. But my question is, who is going to find that? Who's going to find that little that that first punch? Yeah. Because once they do that, that's going to be interesting. The other thing I'll throw out there is. These are two great coaches, obviously, Scott Surratt at Carthage and Josh Gibson at Pleasant Grove. For all the things that Scott Surratt does great, I would not declare him a gambler. He is not he 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 is pretty much let's line it up and play our game. We're gonna have he's gonna out scheme you, but he's not gonna throw in those wrinkles. He's not gonna throw in those He saves those for the playoffs. He saves those, right? Josh Gibson? It's a non district game, so yeah. Josh Gibson? Josh Gibson's a gambler. Yeah, he is. Josh Gibson will roll the dice on you. Josh Gibson will go out there and he'll dial up that special teams fake fake field goal. He'll go off, go for it on fourth and two yes. from his own twenty. He'll, he'll do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I am very interested in the coaching dynamics here too because I think that there is an interesting kind of not. I wouldn't I wouldn't declare Scott Surratt conservative. I would say that he trusts his guys and he says we're going to schematically beat you. It, whereas, whereas Josh Gibson obviously believes that as well, but is also be, will, will also come up with that trick play. The last two state championship games, the first play from scrimmage has been kind of not a trick play, mm-hmm. but like some sort of like a deep shot or a something. wrinkle. You know, so two things: uh, the big matchup I think in this game is, is Carthage's O line and Pleasant Grove's D line. Yes, can Kai Horton when they do throw the ball? Can he be? Can he get time to throw the ball and be protected? The second thing is, two years ago, Carthage played a Saturday night game against Gilmer. Non-district game. It was a big game. Both were ranked very high. 
And I thought Carthage was going to treat it kind of as a non-district game. And Surratt went went against the grain and actually did gamble a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like he onside kicked in that game and had a trick play in the second half, but he didn't he didn't bust it out till they were behind. Yeah, because Gilmer jumped out on him early. So I wonder if that's similar. If Surratt's super competitive, yes, and. Being an East Texas on East Texas game, there's that little pride there. There's there's pride, and the other thing is, I wonder if he'll he'll throw something out if they get behind. Here's the other thing, I know it's a D one against a D two, right? It's Carthage D one plus Griffith D two. Don't Scott Surratt sees that number one next to PG. Mm-hmm. That's a scalp for him. Yeah, and I think he knows. On I think the road. I think, and I think. Forever and ever, for all those years, everyone talked about Carthage. Carthage, 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 they were the team in East Texas. Well, now, and it's a different part of East Texas because it's Texarkana, but like the team that people are talking about is Pleasant Grove. Oh, for sure, yeah. They're the team with the buzz. Carthage is kind of laying low. And I think Carthage, maybe they they take that personally. Five, five state titles? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, there's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of interesting. In yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Josh Gibson. I, I know you want. I, I I would have loved to have made this game. I know you were trying to get me out to this game. I, I would have loved yeah. to have made it. I got to work on Friday. I'm sorry, Oof. but you know I'll be keeping up with it. That is a it's a huge game. Carthage and Pleasant Grove, and and I will I will say this. I believe right now that Carthage is the best pound for pound team in the state. I'm pretty sure of that right now. If Pleasant Grove goes out there and wins this game, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm 100% sure. Pleasant Grove is the best power of pound team. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Pleasant Grove is the best power of pound team in the state. Um, we'll find out. If they go out there and they beat they beat Carthage, especially oh, yeah. if they beat them convincingly, I'm 100% yeah, in on that. In. What's next? What's your second pick? Let's go down to the Texas Coast. Down to Class 5A. Uh as Alice at oh, 4-0 gosh. visits Port Lavaca Calhoun at 3-1. Both teams are off to 1-0 starts in district. Can Kyle Atwood from Alice keep that glorious mustache that he's rocking on Twitter? For those who don't know, the Alice Twitter account, the Al- it's pretty Alice, fun. It's pretty good stuff. Alice Twitter has been alive because Kyle Atwood has a mustache. He made a bet with his kids in the, in the, off se- in the, in the summer that he would wear this ridiculous... I mean, it's, it's a porn stash. Let's, <laughs> We're let's, on the let's, premium podcast. Let's, 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 be, let's be honest. It's a porn stash. Uh, that Kyle Atwood, I'm sure Kyle Atwood, Coach Atwood's wife loves it, <laughs> would wear th- this mustache until they lose a game. Yes. Well, they're 4-0, and every week there's a different mustache pick on Twitter. And and so this is going to be their toughest test, though. Alice is... this. Port, you're, they're going to a very tough place to play in Port Lavaca, Calhoun. We talked to Richard Whitaker at coaching school, and he mentioned the uh, frenzied atmosphere yes. that the Calhoun fans will bring to the table. This is going to be a packed house. This is a big game in 15-5A Division Two. You know, Cal, Cal Allen gets all the all the buzz, but this is a game. I think the winner of this game probably finishes second and hosts a first round playoff game. Probably true. Um, you know, Alice rolled past Tolosa Midway, fifty to thirteen last week. Isaiah Aguilar, Waylon Moore, uh, lots of weapons for the Alice offense. They've really done a great job. Scored a lot of points this year. Um, good speed, and Alice's special teams were, were big last week. They had a couple of uh, special teams touchdowns as well in the win. Mm-hmm. Port Lavaca Calhoun, we know what they're going to do. Slot yes. T is the devil. Uh, Steve Johnson, another big game, two hundred forty-six yards, three touchdowns. They beat Gregory Portland fifty-six thirty-four. This game didn't end until like there was a power outage at Gregory yeah. Portland Stadium, so the game didn't end until well after midnight. Um, but Calhoun, the, the biggest concern I have about Calhoun 
is the defense. They struggle against good offenses. And so, you know, Alice is a great offense. So I, I got a feeling this is going to be a flat-out shootout. Counter Kessler, I think, is the X factor here for Calhoun, if they can go and do this. Uh, this, is, this is maybe a do-they-got-the-juice game for Alice. You yeah. know what I mean? This is a game, and, and for those who don't know, a do-they-got-the-juice game is a team that maybe we didn't that we've been impressed by so much but here's the big test and we'll find out if yeah. they're for real in this. So one. you remember we, we we were the we were kings of disrespect season in Jim Wells County because we picked Alice 7th in the magazine. Yes, Boy, we did. They were they were chirping in our mentions on Twitter. And, hey, so far high. they're they're making us look bad and we welcome that, you know, a team, you know, prove us wrong and so yes. far that this and, and then Guarantee they go five and zero, and, and they're sitting two and zero in district. That's going to be now they're going to start talking about hey let's let's get ready for Cal Allen. Yeah, so this is a huge game. But Calhoun, you know, people forget this is a team that went to the regional finals last year. Yes, this is a very good team. This is a big ball game. And it's a senior heavy team. They yes. got a lot of guys up there. And by the way, I'm sorry. Could Richard Whitaker have drawn it up any better for his style of for the style of teams he puts together than arguably with all due respect to Connor Kessler, whom I love. Arguably, his best player is a fullback named Steve Johnson. I know. It's just kind like, of that a- is the most Calhoun, <laughs> Richard Whitaker team thing. It's just like, hi, my name is Steve Johnson, yeah. and I'm a fullback, and I ran for 2,300 yards last year. He's this year's John Richards. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's just John Richards. Be like, I'm John Richards. I'm, I'm here to crush you. I'm a grown man. Yes. I have a business job, and I have a 401k. <laughs> Uh, that is an excellent pick. I'm excited about that one. I'm actually going to stay. I guess I'm going to go north, north, east. One of the original do they got the juice teams established that they do have the juice. And now, can I interest you in one of the biggest regular season games in Beaumont High School football history? Is that going too far? Mm, it's been a while since we in had recent a game. Yeah. in recent. Beaumont High sure. School football history. Yeah, at least in the past 20 years, probably. It is Beaumont, a battle of unbeatens, as Beaumont United takes on Beaumont Westbrook at Memorial Stadium, 7 o'clock, Friday night. The Alumni Bowl. This game is going to be so much stinking fun. They didn't have a better nickname for this game. The they, Alumni, like when Ozen and Central played before they closed, you know, it was called the Soul Bowl. Oh, God. That's an awesome name for a Well, and the other thing. So, so Ozen and Central combined. For those who don't know, but yeah, Ozen and Central combined, that's what, that's what United is. Um, and what they need, here's the problem. The problem is they need a trophy. Yeah. And the problem is, you know who you'd probably name it after? Bubba Smith? Arthur Lewis. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. 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 I'll just say Bubba Smith. But Bubba yeah. Smith's not a bad choice either. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of guys you can go with. Lot, Arthur Lewis. Four and put up plenty of Yeah, Arthur Lewis is a Beaumont ISD legend. He he's is. been around for a long time, and he's done a heck of a and job at United. Man, he's got them cooking. And and they are they are really playing well. The uh, This is a team that took their lumps last year at 2-8. and eight. But they came back extremely senior heavy, and they're using it. And the thing that has impressed me the most about them is, man, their defense is lights. Yes, they're out. nasty. They're they are nasty. They fly to the football. They play. You like to say they play with an edge. Mm-hmm. They play with an edge. Yeah. They play. They play like it's personal. To yes. Them. And you know, last year, you know, we they had the talent last year, but they were merging, and it was just there was a lot of moving parts and yeah. things. Just didn't, you know, they had an off season to kind of, I think, come together as a team and, and really kind of gel, and it's showing right now. And they, but you know, Westbrook, you know, you look at Coach PV's squad, and the last couple of weeks they they've had some close games, but they found a way to win. But they're 
they're the program of record yes. in the bigger schools in Beaumont. And United would love nothing more in front of a packed house yes. to take the throne from Westbrook. If you want to announce to the 409 that there is a change that's happening, that there's a new king in town, here's your chance. Yeah. On a Friday night with at Memorial Stadium... Every TV station in town is going to be there. It is the game down there. Is the game. I wonder if Fox, you guys going to send a crew down there? I think so. Yeah, that's a huge we game. Might, we better. Or at least I'll put in whatever I can. Now, here's the thing about Westbrook. You should West. just fly on the DCT, DCTF chopper down there. So, chopper. Bo- so Westbrook, of course, played for a title last year. Um, they're back, undefeated. And now, the last couple of games. Got pushed. You mentioned it. They, they played, they played CE King, and it was... Dicey. Mm-hmm. They played Houston Lamar, and they had to squeak it out. Mm-hmm. Now it's a good Houston, a, a team we were talking about better than the record yeah. in the case. They C. Got, King is a they're three and one, I believe. C. King solid. What strikes me is that this is a similar but different Westbrook team. What I mean by that is they are still very much offensively based. This is still a team that wants to go out there and, and beat you with their offense. But they're doing it more through the air this year. Trevor Yalman, their their quarterback, or Troy Yalman, yeah. their quarterback, has been really good. A cu- pair of senior receivers who've been great, Joey Pierre and Thad Johnson, they've been great. They can run the ball, but it's a lot of it's underclassmen. Uh, yeah. Jordan Guidry, um, uh, Javion Manuel, uh, Bryce Anderson, they can run the ball. Don't get me wrong; they've got balance to it. But like they're they're more of a throwing team. Yes, much more this year. We talked to Coach Peavy at seven on seven, you know, and. and and he was telling us they were going to throw the ball a lot more this year. That those two running backs that graduated were really, really good, and they were. But he really liked his quarterback. And Yabin played played a lot last year when, um, oh gosh, who was the quarterback? Low Raven Eli. Yeah, when Eli got hurt, mm-hmm. uh, Yabin started three or four games and played really well. So he was pretty confident in Yabin, and, and that confidence is 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 being rewarded now. The, what I'm interested in is the strength on strength is United's defense against Westbrook's offense. Oh, yeah. The other side's interesting too. This is a this is a, a, a United offense that uh, times have looked great. Yeah, it's uh, fits and starts. Fits I mean, they starts. did not look great against Baytown Sterling. No, and Baytown Sterling is not exactly a world beating defense, right? So, but that concerns me going into this. So game. that's where I'm really interested in is what, how does that shake out with the Westbrook defense, which has been uh, okay. Uh, going up against a United offense, which is uh, okay. Yeah. Their dual threat quarterback Zemaya uh, Zemaya Vaughn is probably the name to know there. I think so. this is going to be a pace game. I think. Yeah. You know, he gets in the thirties, forties. It's it's Westbrook. Yeah. Stays below thirty, then I think I'm United like, yeah. United's going to yeah. like their yeah. chances. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a zoo. Oh my god, the atmosphere for this game is going to be bananas. It's going to be great down there. So if you have, uh, I don't need to tell you this. If you're listening to this in Beaumont, go to this game. Yeah. Seven o'clock Friday night at Memorial Stadium. It's United and Beaumont Westbrook. What's your next pick? I'm going back to Houston because the slate of games is so good. It's really good. Uh, a Klein ISD battle as mm-hmm. unbeaten and 23rd ranked Klein Collins takes on Klein Oak at 4-1. and one. Two and one in district, fresh off an upset of the Woodlands last week. Jason Glenn's squad, great win, flying high. That district, you know, Collins right now is at the top. That district, you've got you have Klein who lost to Klein Kane, but beat beat Klein Oak. Yeah, Klein Oak beats the Woodlands. Yeah, Conroe beats Klein Kane. It is so. There's some chaos in this. It district is. Right it, now. It's already team entropy down there. Yes. So uh, we're gonna have to get our tiebreaker scenarios out more than likely in this district. But Klein Collins, very quietly, just kind of rolling along at five and zero. Last week, dominating Oak Ridge, thirty-five uh, nothing. 
Um, their Talk- defense has been great. Yes. I, I remember talking to uh, uh, Coach Adrian Mitchell at the Piney Woods Coaching Clinic. And he was telling me he was him and Michael Troutman were there. Mm-hmm. Troutman's now the head coach of Sinton, but he was on on staff at Collins before this. And they're like, "Hey, Braylon, Braylon Bridges, he's 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 the next one." You know, we lost Spiller. Nobody's talking about Braylon. Braylon's Braylon's special, and he's he's proven to be special so far. He, him and Jonathan Lewis had almost 300 yards rushing last week, and they held Oak Ridge to 140 yards of offense in the, for the entire game. So big time defensive performance, and they're going up against a, a, a Klein Oak team that's defensive oriented as well. Klein Oak, uh, you know, only five first downs for the Woodlands last week in their in their twenty one ten win. So I think you can expect a physical, low scoring, yeah, kind of a slugfest in this one. And I think it's going to be kind of a battle of uh, battle of wills. Yeah, I think too. I think so. And and I was so impressed. You know the thing. So so Klein Oak's got Dwight McLaughlin, who did everything for them last year, last week. Mm-hmm. He had a pick six, and I think he had two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, um, he's a freak show. But what impressed me most about them is that they kind of beat the Woodlands their own game. Like, they won that low scoring, we're going to get out in front of you, and we're going to dare you to come back on us. Yeah. And you can't do it. And and they, th- that's how they beat them, which is super impressive. Um, because that's n- typically whenever the Woodlands gets beat, the other team just has too much firepower. Yeah. And they just much, can't, yeah. Yeah, they just can't keep, keep up, you know, all, you know, except for those Eric Schmidt, basically, teams. Uh, but th- that was that was a Woodlands game, and it was the kind of game that if you flip the score, it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, "Oh man, yeah, just that, that's what the Woodlands do." I was so impressed by what Collins or Kleinuk was able to go do. Now it's weird because they're gonna they're gonna need to hit some home runs because you're not gonna march down the field on Collins. It's tough. They're, they're, this is a, Klein Collins is one of Houston's most underrated programs. One hundred percent. They really. Year in and year out are always really, really good and always in the mix. All right. That's an excellent pick. Here is how good of a week this is. Okay? We are in the sixth pick of the draft. The sixth pick of the draft. And we will now get to a top ten matchup in Class 6A. (laughs) As the number seven Denton Geyer Wildcats take on the number eight Southlake Carroll Dragons, big one in the this. This is the biggest game in the Metroplex this week. Oh yeah, District Five Six A is is on the line, and these two teams. Well, this was last year when Southlake did the uh, had, had the trick play to win the game. Am I looking at this right? Uh-oh. Now things are going to get right now. Here's if, if the play if the game ended today, if the if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but if the season ends today, both these teams will go D one because Geyer. Yeah, Geyer needs Geyer needs Keller to get on their horse. Because Keller or Fossil, Timber Creek because Fossil Ridge and, who, and Eaton Eaton are projected. Eaton are right yeah. now. They right now those are the, the four one and O teams yeah. in the district are Carroll, Geyer, Eaton, and Fossil Ridge right now. Yeah, I think Keller Central is going to get in. I think they probably will too. I think Keller Central gets in, but. Well, either way, you should probably win this game. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing: is in that district. Car- what we know is Carroll and Guy are the, clearly the two best teams. Yes. After that, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Those Keller schools and those North, well, they can all just kind of any given night can beat each other. Well, and I mean, here here's what's so funny about that, and we'll, I promise we'll talk about this game in a moment. I love Guyer in the D two bracket, and I hate them in the D one bracket. Yeah, I don't I don't like them much in the D one. No, either. if they go to the D one bracket, it's because their defense just hasn't been good. That's enough. exactly right, and they're going to run into teams that can outgun them. Yes, like if they like right now. 
if if Guy ran into DeSoto, I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's it, yeah. a pick 'em yeah. type game. I that's, think that's that's early in the playoffs, that right? Would be in the second round, I right? Think. So that's that's the thing. They'd run into a team like Duncanville, or they'd run into, like they've got. They need to start cheering very hard for Keller Central or Keller or somebody. Yeah. They they need to start rooting hard against Eaton and Fossil Ridge. Yes, hard. Yeah. Anyway, this game is a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a blast. I, I think Geyer comes in this. You know, last year. This was the game that I when we talked about. So we had a lot of talks about Geyer preseason mm-hmm. and what we thought they were going to be. This was the game that I pointed to that I said when Geyer is fully healthy and has all hands on deck, they're elite because they, they pushed South Lake really hard last year. Yes. So and they've proved me right so far. Well, so here's here's the thing for those who don't know that one of the the headlines here in this game I think is going to be it's going to surround the young quarterbacks right the oh, underclassmen yeah. quarterbacks. Carroll has Quinn Ewers, the sophomore, who has been. Really sharp. Yes, he has. Really, really sharp. He has been... um, I think Carroll quarterbacks have a tendency to get a lot of headlines. Some of them very much deserve them, uh, but not all of them, Mm -hmm. if that's a pleasant way to say that. Um, Quinn Ewers is certainly deserving of those headlines. He looks the part. He He showed it in 7-on-7, and we were like, this kid's the next one. And then there's junior quarterback Eli Stowers, the quarterback for... Geyer, who has been really good as well, and it's the same thing He's about Geyer. So yeah. The same thing about Geyer is they have quarterbacks who get a lot of headlines because they've put out great quarterbacks in the past. That is a huge mantle to put on a kid, and not every kid is up to it. No, Both of these guys are up to it. Yeah. The, the thing I love about Stowers is every game, he seems to break one just crazy long touchdown run. Yes. He's always got a big... Against Cedar Hill, he busted out a 75-yard run. I think last week he had a 60-plus yard touchdown run. He's always got that one big play. And he's gotten so much better as a passer this year. Agreed. Um, he, he can make all the throws now. But the thing about Geyer is Geyer doesn't have to throw the ball. Cadric Cobbs is and, super underrated. And that massive... off. They've had a ma- Geyer's got a, a Euless Trinity-esque offensive line. And Cobbs runs angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is a load to get to the ground. He's low center of gravity and he's thick and he is tough to bring down and Geyer just rides that horse. Here's the here's my problem. Here's my issue though. My issue. Can Geyer stop anybody? That's the like, question. They've 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 been better these past couple weeks with North Crowley and Keller Central. The composition hasn't been Keller Central's a, a decent 6A team. They're fine. North Crowley's bad. So yes. the two good teams they've played. They've played they, Cedar Hill, gave up 36, and they played Alito and gave up 57. Now they won both of those games yes. by four and three respectively. But this is going to be a lot more in line with those than it is with yeah. that. Now, um, what I'm very interested in is uh, I, I, I want – because the Carroll defense – Carroll defense is – Underrated and yes, good. Yes. Very underrated. I would say so. They are fast – and I think that they are very good at taking away the thing you do best. The problem is, what is that for Geyer? Because they do everything really well. I think the problem with a team like Geyer is it's harder to take away what a team does best when it's running right at you. Yes. When it's big offensive line and big physical running back. When Trinity has their, had their halcyon days, you knew what they were going to do. You just couldn't stop it because they were just physically yeah. better than you. That's where I think Geyer has the edge is even when you know what's coming – They've been able to physically dominate you. Geyer is bigger. Okay, Geyer's the bigger team in this one. Um, if you're Carroll, I think it's got to play out a lot like it did last year, which is get this game to the fourth quarter late, 
and have be a, the last team with the ball. Yeah, and have a trick, trick have a trick yeah. up your sleeve. Have yeah. a trick up your sleeve. So. I think that's how Carroll wins this game if they win it. Uh, this game's in. This game's in. Uh, it's at CH Collins. CH Collins. Guyer it historically has performed well against Carroll at CH Collins. Mm-hmm. So be interested to see uh, if that happens. I don't. I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. And I, but I think unless there's a blowout, I don't. I think right. We, we might still. We'll see. The, even the loser of this game will probably still be in the top twelve or thirteen. Not. Not. Nothing here would surprise me except a blowout. Yeah. If Geyer comes out and beats the brakes off of Carroll. Uh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to take off my. Uh, I'm. I'm ready to just put on my pom- grab my pom poms and, and say that I'm. I'm all in on 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 Geyer or yeah on Geyer. But same thing for Carroll. If Carroll comes out there and they shut them down, yeah. Uh, now Carroll, have they played a high powered offense yet? No, they really haven't. That's the thing about Carroll's. They played South Grand Prairie, Permian. Colleyville Heritage and Keller. Yeah, um, so they have not faced a big. No, they have yet. not. They have they really have it. This is the biggest offense. Really, offense. Carroll to be Geyer's played the much tougher schedule here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Carroll has yet to be really tested against a really South Grand Prairie is the best team they played, and, and to be you know to be frank with you, South South Grand Prairie is probably a fourth place team. Uh, I think that that is about right. So that is uh, that's that's where I'm at. What's your fourth pick, Matthew? All right, uh, I am going out to. Far West Texas for an interesting game. A 3A-2A matchup as 5-0 Crane. 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 Visits 4-1 Ozona. Kyle Freeman's squad is surprising folks out there in West Texas. Yes, they are. Would you like to hear a, a cool stat on, on Ozona? I would. That's why I'm on this podcast. They lost their season opener. Yes, they did. Since then, four straight wins. Four straight shutouts. Really? Yes. I have not noticed Ozona that. has pitched four consecutive shutouts. Last week against Junction, they held Junction to negative 13 yards. Whoa. In a 61 to nothing win. That's hard to do. But this Crane team, Jeff Cordell has got Crane flying high. Jeff Cordell emailed me, or emailed, texted, tweeted something. He sent me DM'd. He, and he goes, and, that's a, that's a flex. He flexes. He goes, he goes, how do I nominate somebody for the assistant coach of the week? I go, you just kind of tell me who you want to nominate. That's how you do it, by the way. If you're listening coaches and you want to nominate somebody for the assistant coach of the week, just tell me. Yeah. And I'll kind of look at it and judge it. It's very formal nomination And you know who process. he nominated? His offensive coordinator? His offensive line coach. Really? That's cool. He goes, he goes our offensive line is crushing people right now. It's because of him. And so he's up for assistant coach there of the week. There you go. That's very, that's very cool. Coach. Usually it's his coordinator. So that's yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so Crane beat Stanton last week, fifty-six to seven. This sophomore quarterback Jackson Willis, he threw for five hundred and seventy yards last week. Yeah, he did. Now he didn't make. That tells you how good Mr. Texas football was this week. Oh my god! He threw for five seventy and five touchdowns, and he didn't. He didn't. He just mi- barely missed the cut. I mentioned that on. Um, I mentioned that on uh, on Texas football today. I was like, guys, it's a ridiculous week that there are dudes who threw for 500 yards and did not make yeah. this list. 570 and didn't make the list. We had, we had a pair of 300, 200 guys. Yeah. Um, so this this is going to be kind of a, a which rubber meets the road here. Ozona's defense against Crane's offense. Which one? Which one's better here? To me, I think although although Ozona four straight shutouts is very very impressive. Strength of schedule's not quite there. I think Crane's a little deeper, and they've played a little bit tougher of a schedule. So I think the edge you got to give the edge to Crane here. But if Ozona can keep this thing close, I think that bodes really well for Kyle Freeman's squad. I tend to think you're right. Um, that That is, to me, 
the matchup here is can anybody slow down what Crane's doing offensively right now? That is, and I mean, I mean anybody. Crane's in our top ten, and they're remember we saw them in seven on seven. I, I'm going back to seven yes. on seven. This is just telling you how much we learn by being yes. out at seven on seven. We we were watching Crane and East Bernard. Yeah. We're like, man, Crane looks good. Crane's got some dudes. Yeah. They got some cats out there. Yeah, that is something that's interesting. And, you know, an interesting uh, interesting uh, non-district matchup, right? Yeah, non-district matchup. Yeah. Kind of the last tune-up. Computer's yeah. got it as a pick em, which is interesting. It is a little interesting because I was on as a 2A. Yeah. And Crane's a 3A D2, so. And in a, in a, how do I want to put this? It is not a great week in the Concho Valley for games. No. Central's going to Trinity. Uh, and where that's really about it. Yeah, where they're going. But by the way, um, some uh, shout out to them. Knocked off unbeaten Weatherford. Yeah. Um, that was that was a crazy game. That trip, man. Yeah, they were up huge, and then Weatherford came back, and then Central pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, for it's a it's a it's a kind of a low key, almost not great week in the Concho Valley. This is the game. If you're out there and you don't want to make the trip, if you're a, if you're a St. Angelo Central fan and you don't want to make the trip. Go out to Ozona and watch this game. Crane and Ozona will be a, a fun one. All right. My fourth pick. We're now getting into kind of weirdo time. I like weirdo time. Don't take my game. All right. All right. This week's Do They Got the Juice matchup of the week. My favorite, my favorite news segment. Do Ladies they have and the gentlemen, juice? welcome to the Do They Got the Juice matchup of the week. In... Me and Craigway's favorite district in the state. Matt Step, my question to you. Does Georgetown Eastview have the juice? <laughs> We're going to find out. Yes. My answer is yes. I think they do have the juice. So I Ge- believe in Jared Fikach. Ge- Ge- uh, Jared Fikach, of our reigning 2A coach of the year, uh, who, of course, doing it again. who led San Saba to such a remarkable year last year. By the way, San Sam is doing okay without him. Yeah. I think I think Andres Aguirre is doing pretty good too. Um, they are four now, one and zero in district, feeling good about themselves in that wild, wild district thirteen five division. <laughs> that district's two. crazy. That is that is the silliest district in the state. And by the way, shout out Pflugerville Weiss. Yes. First district win in program history. They knocked off unbeaten Bastrop. By the way, but yeah. Th- but that is. I think last year nobody finished. Did Brenham finish un- unbeaten in district? No, I think I think I don't think anyone had. Le- I think I think the district champ had two losses in district. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, well, here it is. It's Georgetown ECU and Brenham. Brent, I mean, and and it, it is such a stark, like two two disparate programs in the sense that you have Brenham, who is among the bluest bluest yes. blo- blue bloods. In the state. Absolutely. Right? Brenham, and, and Brenham, another team. I think you make a case that Brenham is the team with no state titles. It's the most decorated program in the state of Texas. We talked about that in the offseason. They maybe want it. They're, they're up there. Yeah. They're in the mix. Yes. They are, and, and by the way, they're a team with an identity. They like to play tough defense, and they, they have a couple of really interesting playmakers. Garrison Weiss, their quarterback, uh, and then a running back, uh, Dalen McCowan, who've been really good. And they have been rolling along. Their one loss on the year uh, was in the opener against Magnolia West on the road at Magnolia West. Okay. Since then, they've 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 rattled off three straight. Although, albeit against teams that they probably honestly should have beaten mm-hmm. in, in Waller Heights and, and Cedar Creek. Well, here's Eastview. Eastview is undefeated. They get them at home. They have an opportunity to, I think, take command of this district. Absolutely. You Absolutely. win this game. 
It's your district to yeah. lose. I think the winner of this game for sure. Yeah. Whoever gets this gets this win is two and zero with two really good wins under their belt. You know, Eastview special teams last week were big, and they went over Marble mm-hmm. Falls, um, that, and that's a sign at Fecotch. They're well coached. They make plays. That road trip's tough for Brenham. That's that's not. It's there's no easy way to get from Brenham to Austin, especially yeah. with traffic. But tough. That's gonna be a tough road trip. The other thing that's interesting to me about this this Eastview team is that I think there's a fair argument that they're a year early. They're really junior heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now their senior or their quarterback Jackson Colson is a senior, but that's big. Top two running backs: Marion Brooks uh, and uh, b- 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 Isaiah Quentin Jackson. They're their juniors. Sophomore receiver Michael Sedwick, junior receiver Charles Ross, sophomore receiver uh, um, Jeremiah Barron. They are really young at the skill position. Lots spots. of playmakers. Lots of playmakers on the outside. This is an interesting matchup. That again. We're going to find out, do they got the juice? If And if they win this game, I mean, now in Eastview, by the way, Eastview has not exactly lit the world on fire in their brief history. They had that year in 2014 where they were pretty good. Yeah, they went like 8-3 and three or 9-3 yeah. or something. Yeah, that's been about it. But that's been about it. And they started playing varsity ball in 2012. I'm, I'm not they here. Were to, decent last year. I yeah, think. I'm not here to. I don't want to go out on the limb and say this would be the biggest win in program history because it, because they did beat Vandergriff that year that they beat that they won in 2014. They went they went deep. They also beat Georgetown. They actually really good that way, that year. Yeah, um, nine and three. Yeah, they but they were six and five last year. Yeah, kind of they've been fine. Yeah, but this is if if they are this is going to be a huge huge game that if you want to talk about getting them to a first district title. This is the path. You win this game, then all roads are open for you in that wild, wild District 13 5A Division yeah. 2. I'm excited. About it's that. so wild that later on this year I'm going to going down to Austin to check out a game in that district because nice. it's so wild. So nice. what's up, Danny Davis? <laughs> Messing with me on Twitter about going to Austin. And finally, Matt, your fifth and final pick. Let's go down to the Crossroads region of Texas as... What? The Crossroads, that's what they call yeah, it. No, I know, but I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think of what game you're going to. 5-0 Weimer at oh! 5-0 Flatonia. I think this is a great uh, great matchup and a good litmus test for a smaller school in Flatonia. Um, 2A Division Two going up against 2A Division One Weimer. Um, you know, Weimer last week, nice win over Shiner St. Paul. It's a good private school program, uh, 25-17. to uh, Flatonia drilled Yorktown, as I expected them to do, 41-14. Two running backs in this game are really, really good. Uh, Revondre Wicks of Weimer and uh, DeCorey Willis of Flatonia. Both these teams are similar identities. They like to run the football. They like to play physical. It's going to come down to up front and in the lines. And Chris Freitag at Flatonia, I know, does a great job there. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think Weimer, under first-year head coach Ryan McIver, has an edge up front. They're a bigger school bigger up front, and I right. think they may wear Flatonia down on this one, but if Flatonia can find a way to eke out a win over a much larger school, I think that really cements what, that I think they're a top two, yeah. top 10 team. In two, they're in the top 10 right now, they're kind of number 8, number 7, kind of flying along in 2A Division 2. A win here, I think, would would catapult them into a more you know top 5 well, type status. And part of it is, so there are 87 2A Division 2 teams. There are 87. Do you know how many are unbeaten? Four? Eight. It's not that many. Eight. 
it is here are the unbeatens in two like when two. people talk about the rankings and they go oh you know this team's this team in four a is only lost once and they're not ranked this team in two a division two has two losses and they're not ranked or it's like you, or mart yeah. we're having that conversation on the show it's it's you can't compare four a to two a division two just doesn't have the depth no. two a division two a lot of depth doesn't have the depth and you got to remember every team that they're playing if it's not a two a division two team is bigger is bigger than that yeah. here are the undefeated teams Sudan. Rawls, go Jackrabbits. Yeah. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Christoval. Cougars, yeah. Big game this week against Roscoe. Miles, big game this week against Crossplane. That is a, you want a hipstery pick. Mm-hmm. Miles and Crossplane is a hipstery pick. Uh, is that your hipstery pick? No. Okay. Uh, Mount Enterprise is undefeated. Uh, Bremont is undefeated. Flatonia is undefeated. And Agua Dulce is undefeated. Yeah. That's it. That's the list. Yeah. Everyone else has a loss. Mount Enterprise has like a Division One run. Like literally, their running back is like a yes. Division One recruit. He's like 5'10", 200 pounds playing two yeah. A Division Two football. They He's are, a man child. Yeah, and and by the way, I mean I know Grapeland's pretty good, but like, not to turn this into a Mount Enterprise segment. Tell me who you're sure is yeah. is going to beat them. Munster uh, beatable. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. That that's neither here nor there. Point Mart, I guess Martin is still there, mm-hmm. but it's just weird to see them at two and three. We were having that conversation on the show. About I saw that. that yeah, Ish, um, Ish made up some great points, but like I said, we. What do you do with them? I mean, I mean, I still think, think they're really good. Yeah, I think they're one of the three or four best teams in two eighty two. I think they're. I think right now I call them the third best the, team. in They're not. Last year they were, they were clear number one wire to wire. Don't think they're a clear number one, but they're a clear top five team. Right. But okay. uh, this is a good game. I think this is a really interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Flatonia, one of the best best helmets in the state, just about. Those helmets are yeah. awesome. Those railroad tracks on the helmets they're are really good. unbelievable. All right. All right. I gotta close this thing down with one more pick. Boy, I don't know where to go here. Um You know what? Let's do it. Let's do one of the most underrated under the radar, not for you and me, but I think across the state. Battle of Unbeatens. Back to the Houston area we go. Pasadena Doby taking on Umble. And this is a Battle of Unbeatens that you didn't know either one of these teams were unbeaten. No. Everyone was, unless yeah. you were a Doby fan or an, hum, or an Umble fan, you did not know. This is the first time you're hearing that they are undefeated. Yes. Both are off to tremendous starts. And Humble, Umble rather? Is beating the brakes off yes. people. Yeah, they are dominating people. Okay, uh, they have run the ball extremely well with Zavari Harris and Xavier Sidney. They're super athletic. They're speedy, speedy, speedy. Dexter Weibel. They are fast. Yeah, they're burners. They have outscored their five opponents. They're five and five and zero. Oh. They have outscored their five opponents. Let me make sure I pull this up. Do, 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 do. Hold on. It's a whole lot to not very much. I know that. No, it is. I was following their game on Saturday night, and they blew the doors uh, off of. Uh, they have outscored opponents two hundred and seventy-seven to fifteen. Yeah. Now, now, now. Okay, you're probably asking me, but Tepper, who have they played? Nobody. I recognize that. Yes. Okay. Houston Northbrook, Aldean, Pasadena Rayburn, South Houston, Pasadena Memorial. All right. Yeah. Not a murderer's row. Okay. Yeah. I get it, but. The indicators on this team are pointing in the right direction. They're blowing out those teams. That's what they should do. Now they're taking on a Doby team that is in their weight class for sure. Certainly is in their weight class, and by the way, has a couple of nice wins. That Summer Creek win is a nice, very win. good win for Kevin Bernathy's squad. Thirty, thirty, you know, a thirty-six twenty-three win over them, and they have been again two of the more underrated teams in the Houston area, just kind of bobbing along. 
And here you go. Here is a critical, critical district win- game. Now, look, both still have a Tascacita on the schedule. They both will still get a Tascacita. And they'll probably, let's be real, they'll probably lose to a Tascacita. Probably. Is that yeah. going on a limb? No, no. But the winner of this game is probably second place, right? In District 22? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, some, other than Summer Creek, which Delby already has a win yeah, over, they've already I, beaten I, them. I definitely think. Uh, I mean, Kingwood. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on Kingwood. I think you can say the winner of this game is on that path to a playoff spot for yes. sure. Dontavian Crosby is the name to know, and Cameron Gray, the two guys to know for Pastia Toby. Um, this is definitely the biggest test of the year for Humble. This is a big test for Pasadena Doby. I think Doby gets the win with a, with wins in their pockets over Summer Creek and Humble. Yeah, I think that they can lock in the second. Feel, spot. They're feeling really good about a playoff spot. Yes, absolutely. Um, every you know, it, but if if Humble wins, man, we're talking about six and zero, six and zero. It's been a got, while since Humble's been real. People forget Humble was was a power in Houston yes. for a long time, and as Humble grew. And split, and split off. off, you know, with Atascacita opening up really was what did Umble in. Right. And Umble really hasn't recovered since Atascacita opened. And it's good to see them playing good football. I mean, if you look at that district, um, like they are, if you look at the record since 1980, 1986, they are the winningest program in that, in that district. Uh, but, I mean, 2010, they were 11 2. But, like, they since had. Since then, that's right when Atascacita yeah, opened. Right. 2010, they were 11 2, but since then, 4 and 6, 2 and 8, 4 and 6, 5 and 5, 4 and 6, 4 and 6, 1 and 7, 5 and 5. Like, it's just been not good. But they have had years, and especially like back in the like mid 90s, they, oh, yeah, they were a powerhouse. They were cooking. Yeah. It would be cool to see Humble back in the, in the mix. Doby's going to certainly have something to say about that. Computer has it a one point game in favor of, not that it matters, but a favor of, um, in favor of Humble. Uh, Basically, because it's at home, so it's a pick them. Yeah, really interesting matchup there in twenty two six a that I think everybody just kind of thinks is the Atascocita district, and understandably so. But keep an eye on this. This one's flying under the radar. This is very much flying under the radar. And it's flying under the radar also because it's a Saturday night game. Oh, is it? Yes. I bet I can watch this on Texas. It is going to be. You know, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. But I'll be there. Oh, so that's now, my Saturday night game. All right, so let's do your hipster pick first. Yeah. Step took Step took Katie and Tompkins, Allison Portlevac, Calhoun, Klein, Collins, Klein Oak, Ozona, and Crane, and Flatonia Weimer. I took Carthage, Pleasant Grove, Beaumont, Westbrook, Beaumont United, Denton, Guyer, South Lake Carroll, Georgetown, Eastview, and Brenham, and Umble and Pasadena. Toby, strong slate, very strong, strong. slate again. And we did not mention Western Stark and Jasper. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, we did not mention there are a lot Vandergrift, Round Rock. Oh my God, Groover Wheeler. Uh, Thorndale Holland. How about Howling Cooper and Lubbock Coronado? Yeah, a lot of great Huge games. test for them. Yeah. Um, Buffalo Palmer is another hipstery type. A good week. Yes, very good week. And now, with your hipster game of the week, is Matt Stepp. Before we get to hipster game of the week, I, I need to ask your opinion of something. Okay, all right, interesting. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. No, you, you, did you see Mahea's helmets? Did I see Mahea's helmets? Sir. Who do you think flagged Craig Way and Rick Renner and got him on scoreboard live on Friday? Did you? I, mean, I must have been dropped. Those oh, things yeah. are... They I, are... I saw the Mejia t-shirt here. They, Mejia needs to wear those helmets from now on. Oh, they should burn all the other helmets. They, like, those things are unbelievable. They are, if you haven't seen it... Well, Sandoval, did, did you have Sandoval on? No, we didn't. We oh, just, you just, like, you just... I, just I, I sent the tweet to um, 
my producer and then Craig and Rick, and I said, we've got to get this on the scoreboard. And sure enough, like they opened with it. It was like, are- here are the best helmets in the state. Yes. I'm like, yep. Those are awesome. If you don't, if you don't know, go look on Twitter, on the Hayes Twitter. But basically, uh, and by the way, they won. They need to wear those helmets. Like- so, yeah. it, science is basically, it's a Halloween cat. Yes. Is what it is. It's awesome. It is so good. Anyway. Yes. So, so, okay. Uh, my hipster game of the week is my Thursday game. Oh. As Arlington Sam Houston takes on Arlington Bowie. And you're like, why is that a hipster game? Why is that a hipster game, Matt? I think that's for fourth place in that district. Interesting. I think you've got Martin, Arlington High, and Lamar. Clear top three here. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, a, you've got a clear bottom part of the district with Pascal, Trimble Tech, and North Crowley. This is for fourth place. They won't say it because it's still early in district, but I'm telling you, the winner of Bowie and Sam Houston gets fourth place. This is a playoff game on Thursday night. Mm. Super excited for it. Sam Houston's got a veteran ball club. Bowie's usually had the edge over Sam Houston, but I think Sam Houston, with with their veteran experience, can make this a game. I I can dig it. I can dig it. I think it's straight up for a playoff spot. This is a fourth place game. I I can dig it. I okay. I I can I can feel it. So here is I'm 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 at a I'm at a bit of a loss here because there's there's a couple of options I could go with. Okay. On one hand, but I already did a game from my favorite district because Flugerwell Weiss and Leander Glenn is extremely hipstery. Oh, two brand new schools, yeah. Two brand new schools, extremely hipstery, but I don't want to pick two games from the same district. Right? I could also go with a game like Conroe and Klein, which is yeah. another game that district's been that district's weird. Yeah, we talked and, about it earlier. Yeah. And you want to talk about a district that that things are things are kind of turning up. But instead, Matthew, we're gonna fly under the radar just a little bit, and let's talk a little bit. Let's go out to the Piney Woods, <sighs> where it's another. Dude, they got the juice game. All right, okay. As four and zero. Gladewater Sabine, the Cardinals takes on Tatum. Okay, in Tatum, and you're probably asking yourself, "Wait a second, Gladewater Sabine's undefeated." You darn right they are. Gladewater Sabine is four zero, and this is a big. This is Gladewater Sabine's district opener. They've run through a. They've run through a manageable yeah. non-district they scheduled smart. Uh, they scheduled smart. They're 4-0, but they don't need to apologize for that. They've been playing extremely good ball. They've been playing very good ball, and I am very interested to see are they able to put together... This is Rex Sharp's third year there at Sabine. Mm-hmm. They are 5-5 five and five last year, and it, it, uh, talking to them out there... They feel like this was this is the the leap year. This is the third year with Coach Sharp. This is when they can make their move. Um, but this is also a district that I think it's a tough district. It's a tough district, but I also think it's coming back to them. Okay, like Sabine went five and five last year and and missed the playoffs. They they ended up I think they were two and three in district or something like that. Uh, two and four in district. Yeah, missed the playoffs. But this is, I think that district has come back to them. I think Tatum is not as good as they were. No, they're young. They're I think, wh- young. I think, I think, I think Gladewater is not as good as they were. West Rusk is undefeated and good for them, but I also think they've come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I think this is a game that if you're Sabine, you feel like you can steal. Yeah. Now, you got to go on the road and you got to play Tatum. And Tatum has, Tatum, I mean, they, they are, they are. They are the established power. They are one of the established powers in that district. They are Absolutely. a team you pencil into the into the into there, and they have run. They are two and three, but they have run a much tougher schedule. Their losses are to Hugh Springs, 
Dangerfield and center. Three pretty good losses, right? And all pretty close, with the exception of the Hughes Springs loss. This is a critical, critical game. If you're Sabine, you're going to find out if you got the juice. If they win this game, I mean, Winsboro, Mineola, and White and White Oak, I feel like they could lock in a playoff spot with a win here. I think so, yeah. A win here would be huge for them. This would be a huge win. The computers got this as uh, Gladewater Sabine actually, believe it or not, a five-point favorite in this one. Really? Part of it is because Tatum, I think, has... has, has Kind of played played with their food against some opponents they should have drilled, but really interested in this one. Can Sabine, uh, a, a team that has put up big time numbers offensively, uh, their quarterback Landon McKinney has been really good for them. Can they go out there and get what would be a huge win and vault them right back into that district conversation uh, in, into District Eight Three Eight Three Division One? This is maybe I let's put this. I think they're making the playoffs because I think they're better than Winsboro, Mineola, and White Oak. But we'll start talking about buffer wins. Mm-hmm. Here's that game. You go and steal this one against a team that pretty much everyone pencils in, you're feeling really good. Absolutely. And more importantly, you're 5-0. and So that's my hipster game of the week. Right. And what is your schedule looking like? So Thursday night, uh, Bowie and Sam Houston at Wileman Field, which I think is a fourth-place playoff game. Uh, Friday night, I'll be at... Pennington Field as San Angelo Central takes on Euless Trinity. Yes. Angry Orange I is coming think, to town. I think that game is probably for the district title. I'm yeah, now it is. Yeah. I would say. So that's a big game. Uh, we'll see if San Angelo can avenge that embarrassing loss last year. Because i got to be honest. That- I'm interested to see Trinity. I have, Trinity's quiet 5-0. and They really are. They just if broke you- into the rankings. Very workmanlike. Yes. Very quiet 5-0. and But a vintage 5-0 and in that they're just kind of... Yeah, last week in their win they had like five rushers who had like 53 yards or more. Yeah. It's kind of very- just like... And now... I don't know. Part of me looks at that game, and I'm thinking, all right, last year, I think it's fair to say, was Malachi Brown already starting by then? Was Malachi yeah. ever hurt? No, yeah, Malachi Brown started that okay. game. Yeah. Um, just ambushed. Just, in it. just Went down swallowed them whole. Destroyed them, yeah. Swallowed them whole. I just have a hard time thinking that they've closed that gap. Is that mean? Is that a mean thing to say? I just have a hard time thinking they've closed that gap because I think Trinity's a little bit better than they were last year, and or at least they look at so far. And now they got to go on the road. Yeah. That's just you know. Now Malachi Brown, I think, has grown up a little bit, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm, I think I'm it's inter- Trinity in the field in that district. Yeah, I'm interested in your in your your in getting your notes from from on location. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, it's H Town time. H Town hold dying. Uh, I got fr- first game Saturday. Fort Ben Bush and Fort Ben Kempner. Solid game. Bush is off to a good start. Kempner is two and two. Lost their first district game, so they really need this one. So yes, solid uh, afternoon game at Mercer Stadium in Sugarland. And then Saturday night, I'll be at Pasadena Adobe and Humble Battle of Unbeaten's at Turner Stadium. That'll be fun. And I think it, I think Texan Live is streaming. I think I saw something on Twitter. Texan Live is streaming. I, right now, so. I just got an email from them. Let me see. Actually, we can just give them some free advertising. Let's just see. Um, Tuesday night volleyball. Come on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Katie and Tompkins is streaming. That's right. great. Um, and Brian and Bridgeland is, is is streaming. Let me pull the can- let me pull the microphone out here. Oh, come on, Bridgeland. Yeah, Bridgeland. We have- spend all podcast last week talking like just singing your praises. And then you lose to Cywoods. Cywoods is good. Yeah, but- no, Cywoods is good. Oh, that felt that felt like a big letdown. Game. Did you see that tweet? I, I tweeted out their crowd. 
That was impressive for a second-year program with that kind of crowd. That's pretty awesome. So, so Westbrook and United is getting streamed on Friday, but they can't show it live. Yeah. But I'm definitely Monday morning. You better believe I'm in here watching that film. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Dobie and Umbel getting streamed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm doing this weekend. Hey, watch that around. I don't know if there's any good college games on Saturday night, but if not, Dobie and Umbel. Uh, I know this great website. It's lsufootball.net slash TV schedule. Let's see. Saturday night affairs include, well, Michigan State and Ohio State is going to be the big ABC game. Georgia and Tennessee is a bloodletting. Ba 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 ba. Cal and Oregon. Ugh. They're just not like a. What's the big two thirty game? Texas and West Virginia. What's the CBS game? Auburn. Oh, Auburn and Florida is pretty good. But that's t- that's two thirty game. Um, no, it's Watch not. Tul- Dobie and Umble. Tulsa at SMU, but I think SMU is going to beat the brakes off them. Dobie and Umble. I think Dobie and Umble might be on my team. So Thursday ish is trying to talk you into going to the start. Who's the start Thursday night? Independence and Lone Star. Battle okay. of, another battle of unbeaten. So I saw Lone Star last week. Whew. Yeah. See, that's, Whew. that's, that's defense. That's wow. the thing for me is I want to go to, I want to go to that game. As you know, as listeners, go to Connie Rosso. As listeners of this podcast know, um, I only get X number of hall passes, right? Because mm-hmm. I have a son and a wife. I only get X number of hall passes. And so I got to use these these wisely, judiciously. judiciously. And I know you always save a couple for the playoffs. Yeah, and I want to save a couple for the playoffs. I could swag wagon out for a Thursday night playoff. But the thing for me though is Connie Rosso Thursday night, and I could get my eyes on a, on a legit contender. What I worry about though, and I think this is a legit worry. I like Independence. I think we had the, we had their coach on a couple of weeks ago. I think there's a fair chance that Lone Star, like I think Independence is a good team, and I think there's a fair chance Lone Star beats the. Tar out of Lone them. Star is a different animal, man. They're really I, yeah. I mean, right now, this is crazy to say, but we're at the end of the podcast and nobody's going to listen to this anyway. If you were to ask me who's winning the 5A Division one state championship game, let's say championship, I think I'd pick Lone Star. Okay. It's fair. I, I, mean, I, I can believe now, it. Now, Shadow Creek's got a, a really good argument, too. Ryan's got a good argument. Highland Park is the king. A lot of them. But, like, man, the way they're going about their business. And so I'd like to get eyes on them. Anyway, All right. I might do that. Nine thirty, Washington. Now we'll Stanford. say there's the Thursday slate in the Metroplex. The rest of the year is pretty not great. That's the thing. So you might be. It a chance. might. Be, it, you can get out now and then save it for the playoffs. Yeah. When does when do Arlington and Martin play? It's a Friday night game, I believe. Well, then I can't do it. Let's see. Never mind. Let's look. We're gonna look. Real Doesn't matter. Live. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's a Thursday night. Like for those who don't know, because of my Fox stuff, I can't. I can't go to games yeah, on on yeah. Fridays. Um, so yeah, it's October eighteenth. It's a Friday night game. Arlington and Lamar is a uh, Thursday night game, but Lamar got beat by yeah Martin. So yeah, it was a Thursday game last year. It was really good. So. It was good. I remember that. Okay, that's all. Uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we love you very, very much. Go out to a high school football game this weekend. Support the brand. Not not the Dave Campbell's brand. Well, support the Dave Campbell's yeah, brand, too. Support that brand, too. But support the high school football brand. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next week on Tap and Step.